everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have Jeff Dominguez, or Jeffrey Dominguez, as some of you may know him. Uh, I have kind of run into him at different points on social media, originally through his his, his music involvement, but more recently uh, through the brew world as I've started to kind of delve into interviewing all of the uh, luminaries in the local scene. So um, I think when I first met you, you were working at a different place than you're working right now. How, what's What's the current place you're at? So before I was at uh, Tampa Bay. That's where you company. were when I think we first started. Yeah. Chatting. Um, and then now I'm at uh, Brewbus Brewing or Florida Avenue Brewing. Okay. We uh, produce uh, for both of those brands. Okay. Out of the one production spot. We have a, uh, a new facility opening up in Wesley Chapel. It's already running like as a restaurant tap right. room. But. We, um, th- we're not moving liquid there just yet. Gotcha. Now I'm going to ask you to just get a little bit closer to the mic just because oh, no, that's good. I've just, <laughs> my Mike Sinclair, who does my production always gives me shit. Oh, okay. Fair he, enough. he sends me pictures of people and he's like, you should be this close, not this close. Anyway. So, um, now did I see that you were at Cigar City at some point? Yeah. Back in like 2013, 2014, I worked in their tasting room. That seems to be kind of the, uh, launch pad for a lot of people locally. sure yeah it um a lot of people consider it like the the university of like tampa craft beer or well was that like kind that, of the the, the biggest craft beer show in town originally or I mean, back in the day yeah they were they were the first ones in the area to really one get into the distribution game sure but two um you know Embrace adjuncts. Yeah. And okay. Explain to me embrace adjuncts. So so I mean adjuncts are anything other than, you know, what's in like your your Ryan Scapult, you know, your your purity laws of okay. of of like, you know, water, grain, yeast, hops, and that's it. So, so kind of thinking outside the box to use a plate right, out. Let me spin it on wood. Let me let me throw some cocoa nibs in it. Let's let's make this taste like a dessert. Sure. Let's make this, you know, something that isn't is is more than the sum of its parts. Right, right, right. You know, are you, I would say not beer. It was like it is more than the sum of its parts. Backing up a little bit, you are know. you? Uh, has beer been a part of your life since you know drinking age or before? I mean, has it always been something that you're into, or is it something that you've kind of grown into? I think it's something I grew into. Honestly, when I think about it, um, you know, I played music i've been playing music like in and around like the area for since i was about 14 i'm 32 now are you from tampa originally oh, born and raised okay where'd you go to school uh tampa bay technical high school okay uh dowdell middle magnet before that and then uh claire mel big family middle sized family small family uh i would say it's it was pretty average you know f- f- five piece band yeah so <laughs> including your parents or in addition to your parents uh yeah, yeah you know mom dad uh two brothers and then i uh, have a sister as well but where do you fall in that in that grouping age-wise mi- kind of middle child yeah yeah the two older and then by all technical they say middle child right because it's like i'm I'm 47 minutes older than my yeah, twin. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a running joke that you're like older it's than like when you when you when you get to be my age you'll understand yeah <laughs> 47 by, minutes from now by all technicality <laughs> <laughs> i'm the older one so, so dominguez is 
clearly of latin descent um yeah. so um what's what's your derivation of your family is it uh cuban cuban uh, both sides or just just the, the one um you know it, it's a really interesting uh sort of thing locally because i mean it, it it definitely feels very um like almost whitewashed uh yeah. for lack of a better word uh just because growing up uh so my dad's you know cuban moved here when he was like I don't know, five or something like that. They went to Jersey and then they moved to Tampa in like the eighties. My mom, what did they do? Uh, my grandfather, you know, got rest and passed. Uh, my dad, he's, he's like an it. Okay. You know, so uh, landlines, networking, setting up, uh, any of your generally office sized printers. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, things like that. Um, but he does well with it. You know, he's been- was your family musical? Like, did you grow up with a lot of music in the house or, um, in a, not directly, right? Like I had a lot. I have a lot of uncles. Like okay. I have, I have some great uncles who were like Nashville recording artists. Was that uh, what you were exposed to at an early age? And, and at times, that's the thing. Is it was like it was little moments where I would, you know, you'd see them at the reunion or something, and then it would, you'd be like, oh, okay. And then I felt like I always had a knack for like, I didn't need a lot to make like yeah a song out of it. Sure. Like friends, like oh, we give you two notes, you'll do. Right, you can right. form something out yeah, yeah. of that, you know, and and so that that came across sometimes like growing up. Uh, my grandfather played a guitar that was called like a tres. A what? A tres. Okay. It's um imagine like almost like a twelve string guitar. Okay. And but it had three strings, and you would hear it in like you know salsa, bachata. Oh, like, very cool. All, all kinds of mu- like Latin music yeah, yeah. styles, Afro Cuban stuff a lot. Um, and he would play that, and then like on the flip side, on my mom's side, I had. My grandmother, who was very much like church hymns, sure, yeah, Hills of Kentucky, yeah, like you Bible know, Belt type of stuff, yeah, very much so, very yeah. much so. And so I kind of had those two things, right, right, coinciding, yeah, which was weird, but you know, I don't that's know. Where great I, music comes I, from. I guess at the end of the day, like you end up, you know, growing up and listening to ACDC, Motorhead, and well, yeah, and it's <laughs> there's a there's a uh, there's a I think there's like. I want to explore this further at some point, both both a literal delta and a metaphorical delta mm. and the history of deltas in music, the meeting of divergent tastes, styles, instruments, sure. whatever, the, you know, a spider web comes. Well, out for sure. So, you know, the, the, you know, the, the blues from the, you know, the Mississippi Delta and then you go over to like Africa and there's deltas where all sorts of different African music and you you, you these new types of music form where. There's this convergence of different sure. ideas. And so I think that can literally happen with, you know, ge- geographical deltas, but yeah. in, in more of a kind of loose sense, the delta between your parents' lineage, their history, their musical tastes, yeah. and kind of how those manifested in you. So high school, you know, elementary school into high school is when young men start to kind of go outside of their parents' tastes, you know, and, and sure, kind of figure sure. out what you like. I, and, I can... You can always think of like what was that first record that wasn't a hammy down or so well in my case the first cassette. What was it? Uh oh it was uh the the Lion King soundtrack. Oh nice. You know, cool. Yeah. yeah. Was this like nineteen ninety seven or something, six, huh. whatever it was. Um and uh the Weird Al Yankovic's uh beat it out. Weird Al Yankovic comes up a lot. Uh Green Day Dookie comes up a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Um like I half the people that play music that have been on this show yeah. 
learn to play by playing to that album. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, usually, I'm older than, mo- you know, most, most of my friends try to learn how to play, you know, one on Injustice for All. And, you know, we're listening sure. to a lot more well, than Megadeth. I mean, and- I mean, musically, if you, if you look at it from like a, like a 2000 point of view, like there's Adam's song. Yeah. Blink 182. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same song. Yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. Like it's really insane. Well, there, you get into that, that, that time frame I remember and it all kind of runs together. And I, I can't really say what came first, but I remember Operation Ivy. I remember Rancid. I remember, you know, Green Day, Blink 182. You know, there's all these bands that started to come out, Lookout Records and all these different things sure. that kind of are out around that time and spawned a lot of different stuff. So I, you know, you asked me coming in, do you want to talk about music or you want to talk about beer? I'm going to try and shovel as as much in as I can for our hour. Well, that's, that's always an open offer. I'd always love to have people back on, but uh, I did see that at some point you were in empire cinema. Sure. Yeah. So I had Mike Ramondi on here. Do you know Mike? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. No, Mike. Mike's a cool, dude. Um, In fact, Mike. Mike played bass. Might have to have you sign something for him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there's maybe two songs on there that I had any. I don't think he had any songs with. involvement on there, if I recall. Well, uh, the thing about Empire, it's um, you know, really good friend of mine, Brendan Hawk. That's his project. Um, and he's had like a touch of a revolving door. Yeah, he's like the Desert Sessions of uh, Tampa. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. You know what? Desert. That's actually that seems really complimentary, and I like that. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, it was meant as it was meant as desert a in an awesome way, not a barren way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but. No, he uh super cool guy. And so I played with him. I was in between projects. I was doing a band uh called uh Edison. And then I also was uh I just kind of finished doing a band called Party Time. Okay. Um the two very incredibly different bands. Um and then I guess in between whatever was coming next, uh I started I answered a Craigslist ad. And met him, and I I never forget this. I had a, I had a friend who was like dropped me off. Sure, uh, really sweet girl, and she uh, I was like, hey, be cool. Just like do two laps around around the. Let me see and, what's going on here. <laughs> and if I'm not standing outside around lap two or three, you can go. <laughs> you just just keep driving. <laughs> this yeah. is before cell phones, or no, no. Were, <laughs> I, I'm 32, so I don't. I, I I don't before cell phones. I don't know if that's a real thing. Right, for me right, right. It's reality. all it's all post cell phones. Yeah. Um, so uh, so you you talked a little bit about your schooling. Yeah. The bands, you know, that you're in. So yeah. we were going into the first albums and you mentioned Lion King. What was your, and, and, and Weird Al, <laughs> get me more into the musical taste that started to launch you down the path of wanting to pick up an instrument and start playing. Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, for me, it, it was for, like early on, it was, it was maybe like overload, right? Okay. Because it was like an immediate like pivot from listening to whatever, like, like we were talking about, like your parents have. So for me, it was like queen, ACDC, right. Um, kiss, um, heart, Tom Petty. Um, my dad went through like a really terrible, that I was young enough to be caught in like the backlash of like counting crows, matchbox. Oh 20. yeah. Dad rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, God bless him. His lawn looked great. Yeah. His new well, there you go. Yeah. Point. But you know that, but it, it did give me like this, like minor affinity for it. Um, sure. And then I felt like when things really started uh, becoming my own, it was, it was the same, 
sort of stuff that I think spoke to a lot of people my age. So, you know, of course, like you bought like Hybrid Theory. Right, from yeah. From Lincoln Park yeah. or Follow the Leader from Corn. Sure. Um, what was your first guitar? My first guitar was a Squire a fi- 20th Anniversary Affinity Strat that okay. came in the Strat Starter Pack that um, had like a, a maple neck that uh, was played so much that it, it had actually turned green. Nice. Like from the sweat. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. It's crazy. So many – you don't think about how much time you spend in your room when you don't have anywhere to be. Sure. Like, you know, 12, 13 years old. you got nothing else to do. He's so been in there for six time. hours. Yeah. Is he good? I mean, the fingers are bloody. Yeah, He yeah. seems happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, if bloody fingers is the worst that's coming out of there, then we're, we're doing okay with exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Um, and then from there, it uh, – you know, it, it kind of grew. And then I started – you know, I guess like pop punk started speaking to me for a period. Yeah. You know, of course there was always like a classic metal kind of like sure. undertone to stuff. But, um, you know, like everyone else, like I, I think Green Day Super Hits was yeah. like a, yeah. a, a thing for a second. But then I also like, I remember getting a copy of Incesticide from Nirvana. And, and album, that yeah. was like a complete yeah. like game changer for sure. me, like sonically as far as w- what, what is a good sound? Right. And that good sounds aren't always pretty. Very. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, that's a journey that I, I kind of go in circles on. I go back and forth from tone and like True. Phil Spector, wall of sound, beach boys, pet sounds, Beatles type of whatever to converge or Gulch or some of these other bands that, yeah. you know, you're not sure if you're listening to a jet engine or, or a, a, a four piece that are playing a song. Yeah, I mean, anything that emotes, man. Yeah. Anything yeah. That, that, that makes you have an experience. Do you know Elliot Mayo? He, he works here. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were having this conversation, uh, yesterday, nice I think cool I was like, band. I was like, do you think, do you think you're still going to be listening to that stuff when you're 60? And he's like, yeah, till I die. And I was like, it's interesting. Cause I, I wonder if I'll age out of it or if if it's something that I'll I don't, I don't think people should. I mean to I mean me, I don't think you should, but I just wonder. No, no, no. No, I I hear you. I think people can evolve in like what they listen to, but if you age out of it, I mean that's you becoming something boring. else. <laughs> well, not just boring, but like I, I, people oftentimes like I had a debate with a friend the other day. Um we worked in like hosp- we both worked in hospitality for like, you know, 10 12 years, right. you know, respectively and stuff. And, you know, I was like the difference between is it something that's behind you or beneath you? Yeah. Right. And so I think if you're on – and so, so I think it kind of works with the music where if you're you're going on kind of a musical journey be it of like discovering your own sound, be it as a player or a listener, because I think those are two different journeys. Oh, well, as a music, I, I'm going to say as a very music much. listener and a, and a musician, what you're playing and what you're listening to, they don't always coincide. Yes. I, well, it, 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 with my caveat is, is for me to speak as a musician is yeah. probably, I, I don't have the, the chops to, to talk in that way, but I, I definitely can at least empathize or sympathize or relate to what you're saying yeah. because, uh, things that interest you as a player and things that interest you as a listener are different. Absolutely. Um, and then there gets to be that what is technically proficient or difficult or admirable may not be pleasant to listen to. 
Um, you know, I always have the, the, my buddy Greg, who's in a wolf face, we always talk about noodling. Like mm -hmm. if anything gets too close to noodling on a guitar, the biggest, he's, the biggest waste of rehearsal time ever. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I can get behind, like, you know, talk about dad rock. I love Nels Klein who plays for Wilco and he can, mm -hmm. he can noodle with the best of them. And oh, yeah. I love some prog rock, you know, prog metal type plays, you know. Uh, oh, well, that was a big thing for me. Like, uh, when we were talking about like stuff you started listening to next, I, I dove, we do, me and some friends, we dove really deep. Um, for better or for worse, into like your dream theater, Steve Vai, sure. Joe Satriani, uh, King Crimson, yes. Um, you listen to Hawkwind? Yes. Yeah. Old Lemmy. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Some yeah. of the earliest like synthesizer stuff yeah. out there. Yeah. You know Space I mean? rock. Very cool. Absolutely. And yeah, just kind of that spectrum um, was a big part of what I felt were formative years, like that age between like 13 to like 15 yeah. or so, 16. Yeah. You know, and then I felt myself like slowly trying to like dip my toe in the water of what's on the radio. Right. And you, well, no, sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I try not to, I try not to divide. I try, I try to remove boundaries and not create boundaries on as far as what I can listen to or get behind or whatever. It's definitely an easier thing to do now more than ever. Well, as you get older, you kind of give a shit less about what people think about what you're listening to or what t-shirts you have or any of that stuff. Sure. sure. Well, a lot. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if everyone does, but yeah. you should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Advertising would argue otherwise. Yeah. Did you start playing live in high school or, or thereafter? I mean, did you kind of do the circuit around here? Um, yeah. No. I mean, we, we you know, the template's all because well, uh, I have to imagine, speaking of Deltas, I have yeah, to imagine yeah, yeah. at some point your music life and your beer life had to kind of intersect somehow. Yeah, that was, um, God, probably 2018, 2019. Um, I know around that time... Uh, my band Sun Signs, which is like one of my like primary focuses. So I was going to ask you, what are what are your current, current? Uh, Sun Signs? Okay. Uh, would be one of the bigger focuses. Um, we've been doing that for a while. We're in the middle of working on our second full length. Is your full length recording. on Bandcamp? Is it on Spotify? Is it yeah, for sale on vinyl? You can find our first one. Uh, it was like a self titled where we did uh, all twelve signs of the zodiac. Oh wow! Um, I love theme records. No, I, uh, no, we do too. And it, it um, it was it was F, you know. It was a great idea when we started writing it, and it wasn't a bad idea when we stopped. But it was it, there was a point where we sometimes were just the like, excitement. We were like, "How many we got left?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like uh, Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> what do you Stevens mean there might be a thirteenth sign? Fuck that sign. Do you know who Sufjan Stevens is? He, yeah, Sufjan he was, Stevens. Yeah, he's going to do all the things. The, with the fifty states. states. Yeah. He made two states. In Illinois the was a great record. Yeah. But they're both Illinois and Michigan were great records, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he said, "Fuck that! I'm going to yeah, do something it's else." A, it's a lofty. It was a lofty goal out the gate, um, uh, but we. I don't know. We were determined. Maybe I don't know if in like the best ways, but we. Are you happy with it in retrospect? Yeah, yeah. We have a, um, you know, some stuff happened where we weren't super happy with the master. Okay. At one point, um, and that kind of floated for a little while in the ether, and we're about to um, mess with, um, you know, re-releasing it. Is it indie? Or are you on any label? Like, are you on? No, just just yeah, all, put it all, all of our own things. I mean, you know, we're we're at a weird. Uh, I think crossroads in the music industry where you could argue labels are, are becoming somewhat obsolete. Well, when I say label, I don't mean like, you know, no, no one's no, no, Sony or whatever. Sure, I meant sure, like, sure. you know, all Keith Olray's new Granada or, no, or no, things absolutely. like that. Yeah. Um, but it, and it, I, I, I do think it's paramount and great to have uh, somebody 
who's who believes in your sound sure. and helps you develop. And I've seen Keith do that for you know several bands around town, where kind of helps push them to the next little give them a little bit of direction. Plateau, a little yeah. direction. Um, I've had a project uh, called Nine Horn that he, you know, would give me little pointers on s- send out your pr- a press like release like this, or you know, if you're going to reach out to this blog, like maybe approach it this way. Right, right. Um, and he was he was great with that stuff, man. Um, but to me, that's that's kind of it, right? You're, you're looking for, like, the clout, the liaison. It's the same reason, like, you know, some national uh, agent who's working with a uh, booker around town, whoever it might be, of the three or four lucky enough to be the ones who mess around with those guys. Because they, they do that. They lock in with somebody. Right, yeah. And then that's just, like, that's their conduit, for better or for worse. Right. That's the conduit. And they... They kind of get people to fight over like a bone for it, you yeah. know? And so it, he, he helps a lot with that. And he, as far as growing bands in that direction, he helped foster that. And so you get a little bit more clout if you're going to reach out to somebody and it says, we're with this guy. It's it's kind of like a secondary authentication, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we're, we don't suck. So we, like we don't Bitcoin, suck so much. Bitcoin Our credit is, score <laughs> yeah, yeah. is pretty high. We got this label pushing us. Sure. Right? Be it local or whatever. Right it kind of raises your, your band credit score. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's interesting. I never thought of it in that and way, they'll, but and they'll overlook you 100%. So if like, you know, you got some guy who's got 1200, uh, likes, 1400 likes, whatever it is, they'll completely blow over the band. That's like 400 likes far be it from the fact that those 400 are, are way more real and substantial right, and, and s- organically grown than the person with the 1200 or sure. 4200, whatever number. Sure. You know, a lot of those things get bolstered these days. Uh, You're talking to an attorney fighting for personal injury cases and DUI cases. I know all about Bolstering. bullshit, <laughs> bullshit optimization and yeah, yeah. boosting posts and all that crap. I so all these optics. I, I fully, fully get it. So I kind of, I kind of got you off topic though, because we we're mm. talking about the intersection of your music career and getting into the beer world you're saying 2018 2019 sun signs so uh we did a we did a cider with cigar city cider and mead um and then uh there was you know uh i, I think it was like uh, a collab kind of yeah like they, they call I love it that. Like i want to do that so bad cider. with this podcast and it was great yeah. um hey talk to me man okay um but we uh we did that and it was very like low-key off the cuff um but then i don't know two years ago or something like that I, with that band nine horn we did a beer release at Tampa Bay brewing company which is the uh, brew pub in Ebor. Yeah. And subsequently, I ended up working there for two years. Right. Like, you know, a year after that or whatever. So I would call that my biggest intersection um, in the beer community because I got involved with it. But, you know, I was, I was like a front of house guy. I wasn't like brewing and I was never a home brewer. Right. You know, I was somebody who went in just like this wasn't like. I'd have a bunch of buddies who were all like, let's, let's figure out beer together. So it was very much that's like, that's definitely I'm one go way to work. get into it, but that's not the only way to get into Absolutely, it. I mean, I've, you know, I've had Joey Redner on, I had the magnanimous guys on mm-hmm. last week. And so there's different entry points, it seems. No, no, a million ways to go, yeah. you know, and a lot of people use that terrible phrase. Like there's like, Oh, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. Yeah. You know, there is part of me that thinks truly anyone's ever skinned a cat will probably tell you there's like four. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you have more than five options, yeah, on how you're to just skin, getting kinky with you're that. just being weird with that's cat, a lot of man. cats. And how did you find so yeah, many that's cats fuck, fucked to, up. to yeah. nail these? You got issues. Techniques. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, but yeah, yeah. So we did that. Um, I, I, we had the beer collab with Tampa Brewing Company. It was a, a red eye, a double red IPA called face melter. And Ooh. it was a uh, nine horn thunderclap. And, um, 
Meat Wound. Oh wow! Uh, so it was now is Ninehorn in that in that musical genre? Yeah. Uh, was, then I got to get that, on that because that's that's my that's my bag. I love Meat Wound, and I no love, no no they're not. It wasn't as um heavy or like chaotic. It was yeah. heavy, but it was more like uh, it was it was a short lived project, and it was very much like a. A Queens of the Stone Age sort of um, thing, which Brilliant. is just like even if you're gonna go here, like you know, the second rate version or something. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still good. Yeah, pizza, Queens yeah. of the Stone Age is like pizza. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad we could could agree Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. So then, after Tampa Bay Brewing Company, what happens? Um, well, the world ended for yeah. several. So months. that that was right around that time that you transitioned. Kind of. Yeah. I um. It wasn't intentional. I and it, I had I I managed to have. God, I can't talk. Uh, I managed to have a very validating experience where uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company was uh, nice enough to ask me to come back. Okay. Uh, Granted, this was after about seven months of like... Floundering. Floundering. You couldn't find work. If you if you took work, like at what risk? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like like a lot of people, I was like, oh, I'll become like a... I'll deliver some groceries or do this. Then you're just like, do I want to be near people? Right. You know, it was really it was scary stuff. Um, Free falling, just no no precedent, no instructions, yeah. no manual. Just and people would out. say that to you as if it was supposed to bring you solace. What's that? Like, oh, this is unprecedented. Well, oh, it's unprecedented. Cool. Well, hey guys, it's unprecedented. We're good now. It's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I hear you, but I can tell you what I've what maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm alone in this view, but. When everybody is going through the ringer, it's it, it, it eases go, the going through the ringer yourself a little bit more. Oh, I, when you're not being singled out and persecuted and shit on. You no, know. no, no, absolutely, it made a difference, but it still happened. Yeah, it still happened, sure. right? Because there were a string of dudes who, like, you know, I was I was working at the Ebor Brew Pub, doing like one-offs, experimental beers. Like I was uh, doing a lot of treatments and like keeping logs of that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like the extra guy at the extra place of a company. Right. That became very lean, very quick. Yeah. So you're the first. So I was an easy clip and like, in some ways I got it, but in other ways, like, you know, the pay was not great. And I, I very much accepted the job, like in an indentured sort of way, like, okay, you know, I'm learning. You're not saving a lot of money getting rid of me. Is that right. the point you're making? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not, if you, if I'm what's going to save you, you've got big problems. Bigger problems. Than, yeah. At that point in time is how yeah. I felt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of took that seven months to put my head down and say, you know what? And I had some friends come together um, from around town, some guys from Berry House, Angry Chair, a couple, like just really good friends. And they, here, here's uh, my fridge. Here's some homebrew equipment. Sure. Here's and I just kept working on stuff at home. And, and that's what I. That's what I'm noticing about and trying it. to put my head down and just like you know what I'm not going to wait for somebody's permission. And maybe, maybe it's not this way across the board, but you could you could speak to this for me. What sure. I've heard a lot is there's very much a collaborative, helpful kind of fabric. At least from the people that I spoke to. Maybe mm-hmm. there's there's exceptions or caveats here and there, but like the magnanimous guys, like their their boiler or whatever they like their furnace or whatever it was, someone lent them that or mm-hmm. you know, so there seems to be you know, with attorneys, like everybody's like, I'm not sharing this with you. I'm not, you know, unless you, I legally have to. Yeah. It, well, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like people are kind of cool to help the competition out a little bit in this world. Right. So would you agree or no? I would. I would. I, I do think, you know, 
seven years ago, eight years ago, even more so. They sure. Were, there were less people. Um, the scene has definitely blown up in the last decade. Um, and, and with that, I think that some people are a little more close to the vest than they used to be. But like we talked about earlier, it seems like everybody worked at Cigar City at some point. Yeah. It's, it's that fraternity. It's that. Do you know Charlie Mears and Mike yeah. Lucasina and mm-hmm. Tim Ogden and all those guys? Yeah. Tim, Tim Ogden's the first brewer who hired me. Yeah. Um, he's a badass. I love his band too. Dude, he's, he's great. Yeah. I love that guy. And, um, I will always be grateful that he was the guy who said yes. Right. Yeah. Cause like you said, there's a lot of ways to get into that side of the industry and he, somebody has to say yes. It's like when you're trying to wait table, you're trying to do anything. Sure. You know what I mean? Like breaking in. It's like yeah. a catch 22. Nobody wants to be the first person to hire you, but to, you have to get hired somewhere to continue being yeah. hired. Yeah. Right. So someone has to they say, they don't want to hire yes. anybody with no experience, but you have to have exactly. started it's, somewhere. It's, sure. So it's a really good way to like weed people out. I mean, it just took persistence. I spent, um, you know, getting out of the beer industry, uh, I float around. I did a job at Holy Hog where I was like a beer buyer Yeah. for a minute. And, oh, wow. And I, I got to know a lot of people in downtown. Um, and then from there, I started working at a restaurant called Anise. That is, oh, for sure. That was a great, it was a period of time. Yeah. That's all anybody who works at Anise can say is like, yeah. you know what? That was a chapter. Yeah. It started, it ended, but it was a, that was a chapter in a book. Yeah. It was a fun chapter. They made wicked uh, Moscow mules. I used to, and that burger we was made a lot insane. Of yeah. Moscow mules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, the shrimp tacos. Get out of here. Oh, just all of it. The buns, uh, the sticky buns. So good. Did you know Jamie Rogers? She had the, the docks, a place right around the corner. Yes. The, yeah. She's a, she's a friend of a friend. So no, no, no. She's, she's super cool. I have no idea what's going on with her. That's like a, it was a, it became a fashion guy. She still place. does it. She's somewhere Kyle, else now. No, yeah, yeah. But it became like Kyle Kilgore's spot who Pro- does like fashion yeah, design. Yeah. And then I think it's an ice cream or some kind of thing. I don't know. It's like a burger place now. My only reason to go there was Anise. So I don't even go there. I pass it all the time. I don't even park by it. And sometimes there's a spot. Yeah. You know how hard it is to find a spot in downtown on the street? Bananas. Yeah. Right. So it's like occasionally I see a spot there and almost out of respect to Anise, I'm like, let's just check another, let's go a few streets down. Maybe there's something else. I don't even want to be near it. Right. Don't want to (laughs) trample on the old ground. So, um, so get me to where you're at currently. Um, uh, work-wise work-wise yeah um it's all work it feels like well sometimes. yeah but no um so the furlough went on seven months they asked me to come back and i was in the uh at their production facility now and you know i don't know it was strange it was it was as if they had me come back just because they liked me right and that's part of their answer there's worse reasons right and it's like it's such a weird feeling because it felt super complimentary and I still feel complimentary. I've got no bad blood with those guys. Like I, I got a lot of love for that crew. I really do. Um, but I was, I just kind of like felt this weird impasse where I was just like, I don't know. Cause I already, I'd already, it was like getting broken up with. Yeah. And you spend like seven months on the mend. No, for sure. Right. And you finally like go out to a few parties yeah. and make out with like another brewery. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then, and then that's when over the like, clothes, under the clothes. And, and, and then you get a phone call and they're just like, Hey, I heard you were starting to move on with life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so so I got I got called back there and I spent about a month and a half there and I just didn't really see what role I was supposed to play and they were they were just kind of so busy that I was like, "No, you need you need some green dudes to come in and like do some of these jobs and like cuz I'm 
I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm past I'm, that point. I'm not past no it. condescension, but just well, that's that's like what I said earlier. Yeah. The behind and beneath, beneath, yeah. You know, I feel like it's something a little bit behind me, but it's not beneath me. Sure, by any means. I like that. I like that. And so I just like what is the strategy? And I just it, they they're a very close knit group, and part of working at like a different facility, is you came in and it just like they didn't let you forget, yeah, that you weren't from their place yeah. a little bit. Um, and so I had gotten the call from Florida Avenue, um, and yeah, they, they, they made an offer that was better. And, and our offer you couldn't refuse. Basically. Yeah. yeah. They mobbed it up real good. Um, <laughs> no, but they, 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 they did. And it was just like an opportunity to just like. So is this last fall or when is this? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. November 16th was my starting date. It was very strange. Um, I had. I had a phone call. I called the head brewer, West Chase, the next day. And then, you know, uh, unfortunately, I had some, like, family things that went down. Got through that and uh, took, like, a personal day. Yeah. Um, you know, I went over there and kind of, like, uh, Dave, the owner, I gave him, like, a, a sit down to just be like, hey, man, we're cool. And and I don't know. I, What's the discussion? Do they say, like, here's where we see you? Here's what we want you to do? Was it... Similar to what you had been doing, was it new? What was it? Was, stuff? It was just offering more opportunity to use uh, better equipment, uh, larger scale equipment. So that's my question. More is, of a learning, because my thing is, if I'm not, it's either money or learning, right? And I, I'd love to have both. That's like the real goal. Well, sure, yeah. yeah the well, Delta, enjoy, the Delta. We're between beneath and behind, and the Delta. We're, we we got to write a self help book here oh today. My God. Anyway, go ahead. Take that, Osho. <laughs> um, but so I, I felt the opportunity to learn. Yeah. At bare minimum. To, to learn at a place that uh, offered some better benefits. And that was stuff I was thinking about um, is just like, you know, I don't have a 401k. I don't, I don't have health insurance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and at the time I did it. I do now, sure. which is great. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your COVID shot. <laughs> Pay the machine. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, so that, that came into play and it was a simple thing of like, you know, do you guys need two weeks? Like, cause you don't have me doing anything. Yeah. Like you could hire someone tomorrow to do what you have, what you're choosing to have me do. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah. And do you get the opportunity to be creative at work? Like, yeah, to, absolutely. Your kind so, of signature, so, your style, your, you know, get to get melted into the well, product in any you way. Know, you get, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that happens inevitably, right? Because you, the product may improve or worsen, based on your personal process, right? Because sure. at one point you're making beer, it's all the same. What separates two different breweries is their process. Right. You know, what extra steps do they take to keep uh, oxi oxidation out? What extra steps are taken to prove or maintain yeast viability? What extra steps are taken to, you know, make sure, you know, fresh ingredients are going into stuff? Like what kind of practices are in place? That's what separates Everyone. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Exactly. And I, that's why I found it's super interesting. Um, not the forest fire part. That was terrible. But the resilience beer that Sierra yeah. Nevada did. Yeah. Where they had all these people make the same exact recipe. Yeah. And then, because that was the first time you ever had a control. Yeah. Between all these breweries. I wish somebody would do that again. Right. Because then you could go and you could be like, ah, they're doing this with their water. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, this it'll get, get there. A I mean, sense of, of of like the actual practices versus like we're gonna put like you know two thirds of this liquid is now fruit. Puree, right. Right. You know, or just like you're so buried in adjuncts that you couldn't tell there was an off flavor if you tried. Well, I mean, you look at wine, for instance, and sure. wines, you know, Renaissance is 
centuries old, you know, yeah. beer's renaissance, you know, is really not. So I just think yeah. there's, there's a lot more ground to be covered. Well, it's, there's, it's rolling back around. A lot of people keep saying, you know, loggers are going to make this like triumphant return over the IPA. Yeah. You know, people are going to want like that cleaner. I had a crawl, a cr- like a check. What's a crawl? Was a, like a bar crawl? No, K-R-A-L. It's like a check something. I had it at Magnanimous and it was oh, insane. Yeah. So good. And I, yeah. I, the flavor was different for me. So, but I'm, I'm so, I'm such a, such a uh, newbie in this world. So sure, sure, sure. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the music. So yeah. with COVID and the shutdown and all that stuff, obviously not playing live that much. Did you write at all? Were you, were you being creative in that way during that period of time? Yeah. Um, I had a piano in my house for Ooh. a long time and, you know, so I could yeah, poke at it, but I, I never really played. So I did spend at one point a solid four of the seven months, like learning to play a little three, bit, four hours a day in between, like walking the dog or yeah. whatever. And it, 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 it helped give me structure. That was my biggest struggle in that furlough was like, I instantly had no structure right, and nowhere to be. And you didn't want to spend any money or make plans because you didn't know, what you was know how long tomorrow. you had to, yeah. If I left the state, could I come back in? Right. <laughs> like, or whatever, whatever it, it, it was, as we said, unprecedented. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely spent some time um, kind of just expanding uh, sonically how I kind of heard things a little bit, really just going back and like, you just go re-listen to your entire record collection if yeah. you have the time. Yeah, yeah. Next time the world shuts down, right, take a right, moment yeah, yeah. and just from top to bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll, 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 you'll find some things and there's something really interesting about, you know, I feel like your people, how people hear things uh, change over time, much like, like taste buds. Yeah. You know, um, more mature palate, a more sure, mature, yeah. But all the, I've had, I, you know, I can't tell you how many records I've sat down with, and like all of a sudden I'm like, has this piano part always been, been there? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I started playing piano, so I started noticing it more and things kind of like when you buy, a, you, I bought a Honda, and now I was like, oh, when did everyone get Everyone's. <laughs> I went, Yeah, I go down these rabbit holes and like, there's re- something about that that ha- it's like a phenomenon, it feels like. For sure. I got into this whole Tom Petty keyboards versus Bruce Springsteen keys debate in my head about oh, wh- which. You got to keep that in your head, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well <laughs> I, 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 I got, I, someone jumped on me for talking about what's better, and, and better's never the, the right word to use, right. but maybe favorite or what appeals to you more. But, um, you know, I, I, I like picking out these little things and kind of going down the, the, the rabbit holes with them. So the act that you're currently kind of is your main, main bag right now. Say it again. Sun signs. Okay. Now, is that your baby? Is that something you created or is uh, it kind me of me and my uh, friend Christian Stewart? And did you guys in, in coming together, was it like, we want to do this type of thing or do you just kind of figure it out as you go? Um, well, Christian's a, a very gifted songwriter. Um, and it became a thing of we wanted uh, Kelvin Hampton's our drummer. He's a fantastic drummer. We have Jordan Cronster on guitar, and it, it kind of serendipitously came together as the four piece. But we we spent our first year and a half, two years writing as as a three piece, um, and it was very much me and Kelvin coming in and just kind of you know we want to do whatever like uplifts your song. We don't we're not trying to push our ideas through. Sure, uh, you know at at times. You get a riff in, you know what yeah. I mean? You, you get, you, you influence, but truly it's his, it's his vehicle, you know? Um, so we, we just work really hard to, to do more to accentuate and help him find like that sound in his head versus like 
you know, I've got to be heard. Right, right. It's not, a, it's um, not a and, and that's an effort. You know what I mean? Like it over time, we've been playing together for about eight years now. And in that time, we've gotten better at it. Right. You know, you always think you're going to be this like mature musician, but at one point you just want to be loud. At right. one point you just, you think something is very cool when you die on that hill. Right. At that particular rehearsal, right. pushing it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we're, we're in the process of, uh, like I said, starting our uh, third full length, um, which working title, we're in the demoing. So it's very early. Um, but we oddly enough did not, I think we just took the break to kind of space out. Yeah. We spent a lot of years good too. Just kind of on top of each other. And I wouldn't say like, you know, there are probably more dedicated people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just, it gave us a chance to like step away from it. You know, you spend like four years writing and recording a record and then you play shows for two, three years around like the state and stuff. And then you, that, you know, you just that you just realize that like, you know, six years of your life went by or something. Well, and it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it's kind of an arrested development, too, because a lot of times when you're writing, performing all this stuff, your life kind of is in the stasis until it can be that way. Yeah. And so I think I think we all had to take a step back to um, grow up a little bit. Right. I guess get, get some of our other. So what's your status together. in that regard? Married kids, anything like that? Uh, engaged. Oh, nice. Um, Date set. We're thinking sometime, you know, 22. Okay. No big, no big rush. Right back with things open again. Yeah. We want anything worth doing the, is worth doing right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise you got to come see me, the divorce attorney. So you got to, Oh yeah. yeah well, take your time. I got your card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 she's great. Um, and yeah, we're, 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 you know, th- two cats and a dog and a you little house. Get your hands full. And, yeah. It, uh, I, I love it. <laughs> and she, she's supportive. She, she's down with the, the, the brew world, the music world. Oh, she's super supportive. Yeah. Um, and she's, uh, we can she kind of gets the types like, you know, we, we shared a service hall. Okay. Ebor for a while. So if we had two years where we both worked in a place that shared a service hall. So that was great. Yeah. Um, but you get to trade a little bit of paint before you, uh, Exactly. Yeah. You know, nice. Pretend we're in high school. If you're not it's rubbing, fantastic. you're not raising. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to your mustache? You rubbed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we, um, th- that, that's been going very well. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. So future, future with music, future with, so the album, do you think that's coming out this calendar year, next calendar year? Probably next calendar okay. year. So 2022 is going to be a big year for you. I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as Brew World, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you you have any designs long-term to your own label type of situation or you know, a just lot take of, it as it comes? A lot of people do. I, I, I'm very happy, like helping to push someone's vision. I think in time, I may reach an inevitable point where it's like I gotta do my own yeah, thing. But yeah. at this point, I I'm just happy doing something well. Well, that's good. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, I'd rather this is your wheel. We're gonna make this the best wheel in town. <laughs> that's that's a valid, the vital vital part of the wheel is you know the spokes that help kind of keep it going. A spokesman, if you will. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. I know your day kind of get sideways there at the end with ah, having totally to cool, having to be a company man and mm-hmm. I got my ass handed to me by a judge just before. I keep I Gross. keep scheduling these right after getting just slaughtered in court and I got to I got to space it out a little bit, but Well, you know, your energy was good. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Uh, Absolutely. you know, I'm going to I'm going to make it a point of stopping by and seeing you at, at the do, spot man. and uh, that's kind of my goal is to kind of get to know this world and get it get the world to know these people and yeah. who are the players, who are the spots and everything else like that. And 
Uh, again, thank you so much for coming down. Absolutely. All right. You have a good night. Take it easy.